later this week, I'm turning in documents. I already had uh, one interview and I turned in a set of documents and I'm turning in further documents to see if I will be picked up to teach podcasting to eight-year-olds in China. Oh, really? <laughs> Is it really eight-year-olds? Yeah. I, You know, I had thought that my proximity to the coronavirus was a little long. And I thought I'd shorten that down real quick. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I think that's great. If I could get just as close as possible to whatever the biggest epidemic is in the world right now, that'd be great. I thought that's why you started this podcast. <laughs> because you're the biggest epidemic. You damn right I am. I can, by the way, I can, I know I should have started the episode right there. Whatever. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I, you, could, you could cut it. Whatever. Who cares? I can, I just want to let you know, I can literally hear the exhaustion in your voice right now. Uh, you sound exhausted to me. It also might be, I just got new, uh, new headphones. So I don't know if, oh, if really? that's a thing. Yeah. You're actually like, there's a lot more bass in your voice now in my, in my ear. Ooh, it's about damn time. So it might be the microphone as well. Or I could just be exhausted. I also just went through puberty over the weekend. So that could be it too. Well, that'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows? Could it be headphones? Could it be a rite of passage into manhood? Probably the first one though. Everybody. Welcome to the Media Lunch Break, bringing you com- your... Oh, oh, fuck. Wow, that was weird. Now I'm going to push on through. Bringing you all of your comic geek and movie news all the time it takes to eat a good sandwich. And open a bottle of vino. My name is Chris Trebel. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew. Are you finally drinking that wine you want at my baby shower? I am. I am drinking that wine. All right. I'm, I'm halfway through my first glass right now. Amazing. I'm drinking that sweet, sweet wine. I figured it would be fitting. I want a bottle of wine at your baby shower. I might as well drink it in front of you. Sort of. Sort of. In a sort of way. You. This is. But see, this way, you can also enjoy the bottle of wine. You know what I mean? Yeah, you wanted at my baby shower, so you figured you'd drink it two rivers away from me. Yep, that's exactly it. That was a good time, by the way. I demolished those cake jars as soon as I got home. They didn't even. I'm say, glad I we, taken, we had a lot left over. I should have taken twenty more. I think I took two. By the way, we should have just announced it, but everyone started leaving and then it was too late. Did you know we had party favors? No. Yeah, there was a whole table at the front door. Oh, wait, no, no, no. The glasses? Yeah. I did get one of those. I did get that party favor. Okay, That's a, great. It's a, that was a good party favor, too. Oh, I should be drinking the wine out of the party favor. What the hell am I doing? Yeah. Drinking it out of a wine glass like I'm some sort of classy bitch. Like a chump. We ended up going home with like... 30 party favors because nobody took any can i just ask how much food did you go home with uh i think it lasted us for i was talking about it with some people and we were like what the hell are they doing with all of this how are they getting it home oh how's this gonna be possible we got a uh a lift xl and then ate like kings for two weeks i bet you did i bet you did I had nothing but pretzels for a week straight <laughs> well yeah but that's your regular diet hang on one second hold on what's up just let me know right before you do the thing. Okay. Sarah's making some sort of a shake-like structure. And so she's like, is it going to make a lot of noise? And I was like, yes, but uh, just give me a heads up before you actually do it. And then I'll just stop talking. Speaking of, let me let me ask you a question. You texted me. We had agreed eight o'clock. Yes. And then you texted me and you said, hey, just a heads up. It's going to be it's probably going to be closer to 830. Right. 
Aren't you just putting your kid down to sleep at 8:30? Is that what it is? No, that well that's when he that's when I'm like estimating I can actually get out of the bedroom and he's asleep. That's what it is. Well, that's what I'm saying though. It's like how do you know at like 6:30 that instead of an hour and a half, it's going to take two hours. Oh, 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 my friend, you'll see. <laughs> you can just see, it's basically like, you know the part in the movie where the train is going towards the bridge and they've blown a hole in the bridge, but the bridge is around a bend. So you can see ahead where the bridge is and you're like, oh shit, we're going over the edge, but you're still like 50 yards away. Uh-huh. That's pretty much what that is like. I can tell already, like, because at six, it's very, it's timed out. It, you know, like between six and six thirty is when he's supposed to be eating, and if that's off, it just, it just derails everything else. Like, if dinner is off, then bath is off, then bed is off, then the podcast is off. It's all a whole. It's a. It's just like a whole. Because that's know, the thing that confuses me is that it's only thirty minutes. Like to me, like. Okay, you can see it, see the bridge break out 50 yards away, but that's 50 yards. Right. Like, if you see the bridge break out 10 feet from you, how do you know how much time that's going to be? I could just tell, because I I also kind of know, like, all right, it won't, it's not going to be, I mean, 30 minutes is kind of an estimation, but I'm kind of estimating, like, okay, after 30 minutes, listen, if it takes more than 30 minutes, I'm calling off the episode. That's really what it comes down to. If it goes like, if if 8.30 comes around and he's nowhere near going to sleep, I'm like, hey, we're doing this tomorrow. Like, it ain't happening because this is going to be an all-night thing. That's really what it comes down to. I'm really just trying to say that I'm so impressed because that's really it, is that, like, I could see you knowing that it would take an extra two hours. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But like 30 minutes is so precise. No, it's pretty. I mean, we have this down to a science. You'll learn. You'll see when when you have your kid, it's going to you're going to get like an instinctual thing of like, okay, I know exactly how this kid behaves. And I know based on I mean, basically, I'm like Jane Goodall in the wild the whole time. And I'm like, (laughs) based on previous experiences, this should take no more than 30 to 45 minutes. You just can tell. Based on like what he did last night and how he napped, I can kind of tell at like two o'clock how the rest of the day is going to go. Like if I, I could have texted you possibly at like two to three p.m. when he woke up from his nap and estimated when he's going to go down. Wow. Because you could just tell the way that they wake up. You're like, mm. either they wake up and you're like, that was a good solid nap. We're, we're going to be right on schedule for everything. Or it was a shitty nap and our day is just fucked. It's just, no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. You can just feel it. I usually do that for myself when I wake up from a nap. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you wake up naturally at your desk from your nap, <laughs> you're no, your day is going to be fine. But if you wake up with your boss just poking you in the side to wake you up because you were snoring, you're like, Ugh, well, the rest of the day is just crap. Oh, my God. Crap. That happened to me. Did it really? Recently? How yeah, recently? Sort of. Like a week ago. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, you'll you'll get a feel for it. You'll be like, oh, this is going to be my whole day. Like, you can feel it, you know, even from the... It really starts... I mean, sometimes it even starts... Are you about to start wazzing it up? Okay. All right, go ahead. Hold on. We're going to put a pause because Sarah's got to make a protein shake or some shit. Yeah, you hear that? That's some good audio content right there. Yeah. 
Yeah. Wow, she's really shaking. Yeah. How'd it come out? Okay. All right. She says she doesn't know. She hasn't taken her top off yet. What? What? Yep. You heard <laughs> what just, me. What just happened? Listen, you make your food how you make your food. She makes her food how she makes her food. Okay? I married her for a reason. <laughs> hey, you want to talk some news? Should we get into this? Wait, hold on a second. Wait, hold on. Sarah, come here a second. Come come close to the mic. So what? what's in the shake that you interrupted the podcast for? Can you please <laughs> share with the listeners? It's got almond milk, ice, chocolate protein, a frozen banana, and pineapple. Okay, that sounds pretty good, actually. All right. I guess that was, yeah, that was worth interrupting the show for. No figs. No figs. He said no figs. <laughs> he doesn't care two figs about mine. No, no, no. He said there are no figs in your... Oh, no. Yeah. Anyway, it was okay, a joke. It's time. a humorous observation. Next time. <laughs> That's the kind of content that our fans have come to love and tolerate. Yep, it's the it's the cutting wit and topical humor that our fans have come to appreciate over the years. So I got a, I got a few uh, I got a few news stories for you. You want to hear them? I mean, I guess. <laughs> or do do you want to just bullshit about how I'm <laughs> so good at predicting when my child is going to go to bed for another fifteen minutes. I mean, I feel like we've pretty much rode that horse as long as we can. I mean, yeah, but I'm good at beating a dead one, so we could keep keep on going if you want to. We're talking about horses, right? So, Andrew, I've got uh, I got a few news stories here. Let's see, I'm going over. I don't have a lot actually, but I think I've got a few big ones. I got a little bit of everything. I got DC. I got Marvel. What do you want to start with? Uh, Batman. Too bad! I want to talk about Stranger Things. Oh. Hey, there was a new trailer out for Stranger Things. Did you see it? Did you see it? Did you see it? Did you see it? No, I haven't seen it yet, but I can't wait to see how they move forward without Hopper. <laughs> Did you have to wait for Mel? Did Mel make you wait again? Oh, no, actually. she We um, synchronized it. Like We were both at computers. We weren't like together. But we we timed it out. Oh, that's that's so sweet. So you didn't watch it together, but you watched it together. Aren't you just a modern couple? Like how you waited to drink the wine in front of me. Yeah. Oh, see how you bring that back around. The go- well done. Yeah. So first of all, can we all just say no surprises whatsoever? If anyone was surprised that Hopper makes an appearance in this, there should be no surprises. Um, oh, by the way, s- um, spoiler alert for seasons of Stranger Things. That wasn't for the fans. That was for Sarah, who's standing in the room. Four. Season four. No, I know I know the trailer's for season four, but it kind of spoils some stuff for season three. For Sarah, who has not seen the season three. the fa- Our fans have seen it. It's clearly not a spoiler, because he, like, if you watch them back to back, it's very clear that he's going to be gone for, like, two minutes. Oh, 100%. Oh, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, I think we were, t- we talked about this when season three came out, and we were like, there's no way... There's no way it's not him in that Well, cell. Millie Bobby Brown was going on interviews and she was like, oh yeah, you know, uh, David Harbour and I have already started filming our stuff for the next season. <laughs> Hold on a second. Sarah's pointing at something. What? Go to your iPad. Well, I need my iPad. I'm doing a job right now. I'm doing a thing. Use, you have your own computer. There are 20,000 devices in this house. Why do you have to have one of mine? <laughs> it's my iPad. Get your own. Oh, wait, you have one. Sarah, if you need me to call social services, blink twice. Sarah, Andrew is offering to um, call social services for you. Would you like 
Would you like them to come over? Yeah, actually, if you could send social services over, maybe they can get her logged on to Hulu (laughs) herself. I'll call their IT department. Yeah, please. All right, thank God. Here you go, hon. All right, so Hulu's set up for her now, so she's going to be good for probably the rest of the night. Yeah, right. While she watches the OC. You say the OC? You think I'm kidding about the OC. She's, I'm not. She's re-watching the That's OC. That's not better. That's not better. Not better. It's not better. It's not better. It's not. That's worse. You really take in all this art form and the salient details the second time around because it's such a detailed and leveled and nuanced show that you really got to watch it at least twice. One of my favorite indie bands is only popular because they were on that show like a ton of times. Who? Who? The name of the band is Rooney. They're actually named after the uh, the principal from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Really? Interesting. Yeah. And uh, the lead singer is Robert Carmine. Okay. That name sounds familiar. Yeah. his I can't remember if it's his grandfather or his great-grandfather is Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, he's one of them. He's one of the Coppolas. Yep. He's one of that big, long family. Yeah, that big-ass family that just has its tentacles in every aspect of... <laughs> You said every ass. I did. You said tentacles in every ass. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Got one in mind right now. Oh my god. So anyway, back to Stranger Things. Yeah, there's no. You're right. Like Millie Bobby Brown is. Oh been, yeah. What are we talking about? I don't even fucking know. I mean, I bring up this trailer because I feel like we got to bring up the trailer. Except, uh, you know, it doesn't really reveal a whole lot of anything except that he's in Russia, which we're not surprised about anyway. Yeah. Well, people were whining about that on the internet. They were like, "Why did they reveal this? This could have been such a good reveal at the beginning." And it's like, no, it's not a reveal. This is the actually. It's funny because I was thinking about this, and I'm like, this is the best action they could have taken with this because it's, it's like about a quarter of a reveal like there was a little uncertainty on who could be in the in the cell but really we all knew and so they're like well fuck it we'll just put this out we'll confirm it and that'll be the first trailer you know what i mean like that's it it works the best because you're you're giving away a piece of information we already knew but it's new footage so we feel like we're getting a new trailer but we don't feel like we're you're really spoiling anything for us because we already kind of knew what you were going to spoil for us so it kind of works on both levels. Well, and there's two other things. One is that it's not even a spoiler because what if it's the upside down version of Hopper? Like, we don't know why he's doing what he's doing. Maybe he has amnesia. You know, there's, there's any number of possibilities. Yes, there's a whole aspect to this that we don't know. We don't know that it's just regular old Hopper just with a shaved head doing railroad work the other thing is that this happens early on in the show like if what i predict is true which is that um it's like the first episode they're like oh by the way he's alive then they have to do it because otherwise they don't have any content to show you in future trailers because he's probably in like every fucking scene yeah absolutely that you know what that's a really good point that i didn't even think of they have to get this out now because otherwise they're releasing a major plot point through all of their other trailers. And then there's no suspense left when you start to watch the first episode. I would actually love it now that I'm thinking about, and this is just me kind of going off the dome on this. I don't almost love it now that we know that he's in Russia. If the whole season four, like barely had any kind of supernatural aspect to it. If it's just basically like, we got to go get Hopper. Oh, like that would be a whole thing. Cause the thing is like, they've kind of, through this structure, they've kind of played around with several different 80s 
tropes, like 80 movie tropes. Well, yeah, I was going to say like the second half of um, Stripes. Exactly. That's a really good way of putting that. Yeah, if this is it's like that, like season four is there's a, a supernatural backdrop to it because we know what the Russians are doing. But if it's not all about like somebody stuck in the upside down or there's a giant like there's a beast that's out from the upside down or anything. It's just like this is what they're doing. We got to get Hopper out. And then when they get there, they're like, oh, you know what we should also do? Put a stop to this thing. But there's not as much upside down stuff because I think we're now invested in the characters enough to care about them and not have to rely on that supernatural aspect of the whole series. What do you got? You got anything? A complete rework of your CGI protagonist? $35 million. Recognizing the furries in the audience by their erections? Priceless. I saw Sonic the Hedgehog the movie, and I left with only minor trauma. Oh my gosh, I was wondering if you had gone to see this movie. I was like, are we going to do an episode on this? And then I figured that we weren't. And I'm so glad that we're not. But at the same time, I am so curious about your opinion on this movie. What your takeaway was with the, from this beautiful piece of cinema. So please lay it on me. What did you think? Melinda is the Sonic the Hedgehog fan out of the two of us. She caught a lot more easter eggs than i did like she was like oh there were way too many easter eggs and i was like i didn't get any and she was like oh the name of the city that he lives in is from is the first (laughs) level in the original video game can we just stop for a second you know what i love about that is that like she's like oh there were so many easter eggs and you're like let me catch one and she's like the name of the city itself the entire setting for the movie is an easter egg and you're like "Mm, just right over the head with that one Just they're smacking you in the face with it. And you're like, there wasn't really a whole lot of callbacks to Sonic at all. Yeah, I mean, the name of the city was Sega Genesis. How was I supposed to know that? (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) James Marsden is great. Uh, Ben Schwartz, who's the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog, is very good. The people who did the rework of the CGI of that movie, they need a cut off the back end. They need a cut of the profits. Because they saved that film. Right. Furthermore, I think they'd be doing a disservice to their fans and to society as a whole if they did not release a special feature on the DVD of the original version of Sonic the Hedgehog with that ugly, ugly face. Oh, like original Sonic filter. Oh, it'd be so good. And the very last point... That'd be actually really good. As a specific point, is that Jim Carrey is an international treasure. He is so good. He's easily the best part of the film. Yeah, he's great. It's about time he did something where it looks like he's not just having some sort of a psychotic breakdown behind the scenes. It's really nice to see that he's kind of... I mean, I didn't say that. Okay, well, I spoke too soon then. I have a feeling... Okay, I'm going to make a prediction. Ready? Here it comes. Okay. So I have a feeling... That at some point they're going to release a new Sonic game. And in the Sonic game will be a DLC skin of the original movie version of Sonic. I mean, it looks exactly the same as the video game version. No, no, no. Not the current version. Oh. Yep. With the weird legs. With the weird muscular calves and everything. That'll be a downloadable skin for a Sonic game. Yeah, I'm sure that'll happen at some point. I have a feeling they're going to do that. I think that would be great if they released... Kind of like the way they release Logan, like, black and white in color. You release original original and 
and theatrical release Sonic versions of the movie. That would be fantastic. God. That would be so... Yeah, it scares so many children. Oh my god! The gosh. movie itself is fine. It's clearly made for kids. Right. Like, it's not great. It's not terrible. It is a good kids movie. Okay. Yeah, that's everything that I've heard. I gotta say, I will admit, I got this wrong. I, if you remember, we did an episode where we were ta- when they announced that they were redoing Sonic. I was like, no one's coming to see this anyway, so it doesn't matter. And this seems to be doing actually fairly well. Yeah. So I will admit, I called this one wrong. It had a budget of $85 million, and the opening weekend almost made that up at $70 million, And it's currently at, internationally, 113. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll, it'll probably at least make its money back, including marketing and everything, if not make a profit. So yeah, yeah. That, I was I was actually really surprised at how well this was doing. Um, and then the reviews were coming in. Well, and I think they owe it all to the CGI team who like totally 100%. reworked it. Because I wouldn't have wanted to see it as the original and they they did the right thing they postponed the release it's kind of a brilliant thing because there's kind of a conspiracy theory going around that they did this on purpose where they released the old version of sonic and then (laughs) to keep public interest going they they caused the outcry themselves in order to go no 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 we're gonna rework it for the fans and and then the fans are gonna be so thankful that they're gonna come out and see this and honest to god it's kind of brilliant because I think what happened was a lot of people went to see the new version of Sonic at the movie. And then from that little bump, you get a positive word of mouth of like, hey, actually, this movie isn't terrible. You should go see this. And it keeps going. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, it's kind of an interesting... Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's what happened, though. I don't think they fucked it up on purpose. You know what? Well, then go fuck yourself. They definitely didn't fix Sorry. it. Did I get a little... Sorry. <laughs> they definitely didn't fix it for the fans. Um, I, I finished the wine. Already? Jesus. <laughs> well, the glass. I'm going to get another one. I'm oh. just waiting for oh, you to talk a glass, lot. you fucking lightweight. So they definitely didn't do it for the fans, because I'm not a fan. And I was like... I'm not watching that ugly fucking thing. And then they changed it. And I was like, oh, okay. That looks like that video game character that I played one game of when I was 11. Oh, let's get this over with. Okay, so uh, we got a first look at Robert Pattinson as Batman. So there's there's that. There was a... Did you see the camera test of the Batsuit with Robert Pattinson as Batman in the Batsuit? Yeah, I did. And how, and, and how Batman-y... On a scale of one to Batman, did he look Batman? Uh, I would say on a scale from one to Batman, I would definitely give it a solid Batman. It, I mean, it looks pretty good. I mean, now granted, you know, we saw it under basically, I think they were developing photos in the same room. <laughs> it looked like it was under a dark light of some kind. Yeah, and they shot it on a fucking razor flip phone. Yeah, on a, yeah, like an old phone from 1997 or something. But because we see about his chin and that's about it. So we don't even get the ears or anything like that. I will say, I mean, he looks and honestly, let's be honest, when it comes to Batman, we're looking at the chin. That's what we're all thinking about. And the chin looks good. I'm looking at the bat nipples. I didn't see any nipples. As long as I don't see bat did nipples. You, did you see the symbol, the bat symbol itself? The chest symbol and what people are saying about it? Yes. So if you don't know, what people are saying is that it looks like the bat symbol is made up of a melted gun that have been put in the form of a bat. Which I would only assume that that's still loaded. That you could just... Like, if you hit him in the chest, it just fires 
It just fires two bullets out of it, which is weird because at the angle of the gun, it just shoots off his nipples. Ah, my only weakness, a strong punch to the sternum. Right, exactly. The gun goes off and it just shoots off his nips, which is just really more annoying than it is anything else. I was just cleaning it and it went off. (laughs) Man, I had a nickel for every time I said. Anyway, (laughs) I will say this. That's canon. That is actually something that's happened in the comics where he's taken Joe Chill's gun and melted it down to make the symbol on his chest, which I think is really cool. And it's a detail that they haven't actually used before. That being said, if, um, if we're getting another fucking origin story, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. (laughs) I don't really need another origin story. I don't even need it. Like throughout hinted at throughout the thing. I know how Batman came to be. All right. I I just want them to do the new 50. Is it the new 52 version where it's his dad? The flashpoint version is his dad yes the flat i want to see the flashpoint like if they did the flashpoint version of it and then like never really spoke of it again like if they established that the joker is a woman and it was his his it's his ex-wife because their son was killed then like i think that would be a really interesting way to do it because you are one changing up the origin story so a lot of like surface area fans like the people who've seen all the movies will go in and be totally blown away and not expect it. Right. And you're also giving a little fan service to the people who know that story. Exactly. I would, I'll tell you what, if I went into the theater and without them telling me, it turned out that Robert Pattinson is playing Thomas Wayne and this is that version of Batman, I would shit my pants. Yeah, me too. That'd be amazing. And then you never have to deal with it again. Like, just call him Thomas, make every movie with him exactly the same way you would as if he was Bruce Wayne, and just call him Thomas instead, and the Joker's a woman. Done and done, and it's a really cool thing that's very interesting. That would actually be incredible. And you can keep doing, because, like, the rumor is that this movie's going to be based on the long Halloween. You can still do the long Halloween if he's Thomas Wayne instead of Bruce Wayne. A hundred percent. Because what it does then, it opens it up to be just be able to cast more interestingly. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you can open up the cast. I mean, the cast for this is already crazy good. Who would you cast as female Joker? Mm, Elizabeth Banks would be a good female Joker, I think. She could do something interesting. Nice. I think I'd go with Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, that's true. It's probably the best. Man, I can't talk about that. I can't. Don't even get me started on that. All right. Don't even. I just, I might as well. I can't talk about the Oscars and that shit. I can't. It just throws me, drove me up a fucking wall. Like I was watching the Oscars and every time they mentioned Joker, I was like, oh, fuck this movie. Fuck this fucking movie. <laughs> Walking Phoenix was very good. We agreed on that. He was very good. I Like I said, and if you want to go back and listen to the review, it's, uh, I, the one thing I like. Do you think was, that if they got a worse actor for that movie, it would have been nominated for as many Oscars? No, I don't. I don't. I think he's the draw into it. Yeah, me too. I think it's the draw. And then it ties it together. Like if that performance isn't good, everything else doesn't matter. You don't notice anything else. Because that's the thing. You you went to school for directing. Like uh, maybe you can confirm this. I feel like that's a thing that directors tend to do is they're like, I want to get an actor who makes me look good. Oh, 100%. If you cast something correctly, if you cast something well, 75% of your work is done. Then you're just moving the pieces around. And you're just like, you're just giving light nudges to here and there and to make it sing a little bit. But if you cast well, like, again, especially for a role like that, where he is in literally every second of that movie, there's no, I don't think there's a scene where he's not in it. 
you don't have to do anything else. Like he's going to show up and do his homework and do the role really well. And from there on, you just got to go, all right, nobody get in his way. We're going to do this. I want you to light it this way for him. I want you to do this. I want it to look this way for him. But don't nobody get in his way. Just let him do whatever he's going to do. And from there on out, you're good. You know who'd be a great Martha Wayne Joker? Who? Kate Blanchett. She would. Be, oh, I'm going to one up you. Tilda Swinton. Uh, that's a little, I don't know. It's a little. You think too much? Yeah. It's a little too on the nose, I think. Okay. She would be very good, but like, it's a little like getting um Willem Dafoe. It's a little like all the people are like, oh, Willem Dafoe is the Joker. And it's like, yeah, he would be really good, but it's a little, it's too easy. You know, some actors live, you know, that term, the uncanny valley when it comes to CGI stuff, where it's like, if it's too, if it's too on the nose, it, it becomes weird. Some actors are the same way. Like if you cast Willem Dafoe as the yeah, Joker. Willem Dafoe's face is just a little too close to being, to being the actual Joker. That's the, that's the problem. That's why you can't cast him as that. Because like, if you cast him as the Joker, then everyone's like, maybe he just is the Joker. And we just don't know it. Like, I think everyone's scared. Like if you cast somebody in that role, they're just like, well, I'm I'm just the Joker now. I'm going to go around and kill everyone. Like, it's just going to happen. It's just, it's the one thing that he's been waiting for to just unlock that part of his brain where he's just like, no, now I'm just a supervillain. That's it. That's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. I kind of want to put one of those fake memes out online that's like, Cesar Romero's depiction of the Joker was influenced by Willem Dafoe. That would be incredible because I guarantee you there's someone <laughs> stupid enough to believe that. There's more than one person that is stupid enough to believe that. The first same-sex kiss in the MCU will now extend beyond the action figures in my basement. <laughs> Marvel's Eternals. No, oh, let's give that its due. Hold on. No, 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 no. I'm going to give it its due. All right. Thank you. Sarah. Thank you. Just thank clapping? you. Thank you. No, just applause. Trust me. It needs it. It wants it. It just sounds like you're beating off. Just one clap. Thank you. Okay, you at least got one clap from Sarah. Great. Yeah. So Marvel's Eternals will reportedly feature the first same-sex kiss on the MCU big screen. Actors Brian Tyree Henry and Haas Slayman are portraying a married couple, Fostos and husband respectively, and they have a child. Slayman said, quote, Everyone cried on set. For me, it's very important to show how loving and beautiful a queer family can be. Um, I'm not sure you're supposed to use that word. But okay. Yeah, you are. are as you? long as you don't use it derogatorily. That's what LGBTQ stands for. I thought it stood for questioning. No, it's queer. Queer means like like gender queer. It's like uh it's sort of the blanket term for the entire LGBTQ community. But then why don't they just call themselves Qs? <laughs> it's one of those things that like if you describe something as like, oh, it's gender queer or whatever, that's fine. But if you're like <laughs> that's a problem. <laughs> When you edit this, can you just edit just that one spot? <laughs> I might bleep that out. I'm not comfortable with myself for saying that. No, I mean, just cut everything else around it and just keep that one. On. And just loop it. <laughs> That'd be, oh, man. Uh, well, it was nice having a show with you, Chris. Listen, you know what? It would be worth it because 
we would go viral. <laughs> I mean, if you just loop that for like 40 minutes, yeah. they'd be like, have you seen the episode of a random podcast where the guy just looped the fact that he just used a derogatory homophobic <laughs> word for 45 minutes straight? We'd get so many downloads. And then the obligatory apology episode would also do great as well. So we get a two for one on that one. I'm just letting you know. This is business savvy, okay? You can teach the eight-year-olds in China all of this. That's fine. I mean, that's great. And it's about damn time, honestly. I, I think it's fantastic. And I've seen a lot of stuff going around saying that it's going to be the first gay character. It's not. Uh, in the MCU, which is not true. Yeah. No, it's not. Because A, you had, uh, first of all, actually, you had Jerry Hogarth in Jessica Jones. Yeah, but that's technically not considered the MCU. Sure. And then you can up, then you can raise them endgame in the therapy group with Cap, as portrayed by Joe Russo, one of the directors of the movie. Which, by the way, I'm just side note, speaking of Joe Russo, I'm re-watching all of Community. And, oh, it's so good. Man, it's if you haven't done it, it's about time to yeah. do a rewatch on that. It's, it's real good. so good. Um, and, and you watch every episode now in reflection and you go, those guys have the most successful <laughs> movie in the history of the planet. The, like, three most successful movies. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, not in the history of the planet, but, like, three of the most successful movies of yeah, all time. I'm like, that. Damn. I Every now and then I think back on the episode of Community where they get the trampoline and I just start laughing. Oh my gosh, it's so <laughs> the good. The funniest. That's that one, one of so the funniest I, episodes I of television. I just watched the, the timeline episode today. The the dice one. I just rewatched that one. Oh yeah, that's a good one. The, and that's one of the best. And then, of course, the paintball episodes. I mean, those alone right. are like, they're three um, I think there are only three. I don't think they continue after the second season. I could be wrong. But the three paintball episodes, if you watch nothing of Community, just watch those three episodes. You don't even need to know the the rest of Community to tell you the truth. They hold their own. They're like bottle episodes in a way. They're just so good. It's funny that you bring this up because I feel like those are a good example of what the Russos, my biggest worry about what the Russos did with Endgame, which is that like after those episodes, it, it got kind of dull, like for a little while, like you, you, there wasn't a, right. I know what you're it saying. It wasn't bad. Like the show didn't get bad th- yet. Yeah. It kind of had to refine itself again. Yeah. It just dropped down and like, there was so much tension and conflict uh, in the paintball episodes. And then, and then you just had to go back to business as usual. Right. It's just so good. But it, it is one of those things. It's also one of those things where you look at those guys and you go, oh, you know how they made their movie so successful? Is they get the, the paint by numbers aspect of all of these movies. Like they do a send up of basically Die Hard for the first one. But not just Die Hard, like every 80s action movie ever. And then for the second one, it's like a Western that then transforms into a Star Wars. And you're like, oh, they just get how beat for beat you do one of these movies. And it's a success. And I think a little bit of a Western too, right? It is. The first one is a Western. And then the second one, they literally say we're dropping the Western theme and we're picking up a Star Wars theme in the episode. (laughs) And then they go from there. And I'm like, oh, they get it. They get beat for beat how this type of action movie, it it works. So when you go to a Marvel movie that and they've been doing a couple of them, the Russo brothers come in and they go, oh, I get it. Beat for beat. This is how this breaks down. This is how you make a successful Marvel movie. And then they just replicate it better every single time. Is it the first one where 
Shirley gets hit by the paintball and she falls to the ground and Britta's like, oh my god, Shirley. And Shirley goes, I'm going home, Britta. And she's like, I know, Shirley. I know. And she's like, no, I mean, I'm going home. Can you please move out of my way so I can get up? Yeah, it's that. It's the first. That's the first one. That's the first that's one. so good. Ah, uh, it's brilliant. What the fuck are we talking about? Who gives a shit? Let's just talk about community for the rest of the episode. <laughs> we should. Um, we should do an episode on community. Actually, yeah. There's several TV shows I feel like we could just do an episode. Like, we've watched the whole series. Let's do a, a, a kind of like a retrospective i still haven't finished community really the last season you know what honestly i say that and now i realize neither have i that's why i'm rewatching it it's so difficult because it was only on like who um yahoo it was on yahoo it was canceled on on, um, nbc and it was picked up by yahoo and like every episode had a weird celebrity like it's like a musician like ben folds is like a mad scientist or something oh really i think sarah borellis might be in one okay it's very strange well they were on a tv show on NBC that might have just been like cross media right hey you're here anyway why don't you jump on something anyway we were what were we talking about honest to god I've forgotten what we were talking about um gay couples in Marvel gay couples in Marvel yeah good for them it's about damn time there's a gay couple in Marvel the Eternals everything I hear about it every time I find out something new about it it sounds great it does it sounds like it's shaping up to be something really interesting like at first I was like is this just gonna be Inhumans but a movie version so and by that, I mean just shit. But this is shaping up to be interesting. Look, you got a gay couple and a ripped Camille Lunjani. What else do you need? Yeah, one well, that uh, deaf woman as well, which I'm very Can excited to see. Can you edit this so it sounds like I said his name correctly? So I'm not a I racist. cannot. I don't even I'm know what you sure. said. I don't even know what I said either. I said Camille, great. And then I went, I think that's how I said the last name. So if you can just... ADR this so it sounds like I said the right way. Smith. Yeah, that's great. Just take your Smith and insert it to where I said that that part. Can you do that? That was a great Jim Carrey impression. Thank you. All right, let's see. What do we got? Oh, let's go to this thing right here. They're getting ready to do a series on Disney Plus for Moon Knight. And there was a long-standing rumor that Daniel Radcliffe was going to be Moon Knight, and Daniel Radcliffe knows nothing about whatever you motherfuckers are talking about. Um, he actually was in an interview, and they asked him about it, and he's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. That's definitely not happening. So just to be clear, Harry Potter is not going to be Moon Knight. You can put the fan art to bed. Aww. All right, keep going with the fan art. Who doesn't love it? Yay! Yeah. I honestly thought this was going to be good casting. I thought he could have actually pulled this off really well. Moon Knight is kind of hilarious, and he can pull off kind of a weird, quirky character. If you haven't seen him in some of his some of his latest stuff he actually does it really well yeah but daniel redcliffe is five foot five please you got a couple apple boxes on there tom cruise is like four foot zero so tom cruise is taller than him is he really no i think tom cruise is my size he's five seven actually i think he's like five, five seven yeah am i taller than tom cruise uh are you five eight i am uh, then no he's five foot ten are you looking it up right now uh-huh do you have that for fact do you know that for a fact yep he's six foot one really yep what website are you on? Are you on are you on celebrityheights.com? I, I, I'm on to, what is Tom Cruise's height.com. Really? Mm-hmm. 
Because I'm on what is Tom Cruise's height.org. Oh, no, that's going to be all porn. And it says he's only five, seven and it's a It's going to be all porn. Oh. You're going to want to get away from there. Oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> oh. Oh, if you're, are you still on what is Tom Cruise's height.com? Because you should click over to my site. Because I, I got a couple of things for you. Oh, God. Yeah, he's really short. But you know what? Honestly, you can make that up. Honest to God, you can, you can figure out ways around that. I think it's. I think it's more of a, like, who's going to be the most entertaining? Because, again, Moon Knight is one of those characters that's, like, really offbeat. Like, he's nuts. He's literally insane. And so you just want somebody who can kind of play crazy. And there he is on, Radcliffe is on a show right now. I think it's still going on. It's kind of like The Good Place, but different. Um where he's kind of a crazy character, which is kind of, and it, it, he makes it work. Yeah, man. I I, uh, I just don't think there is anyone that I know who could pull off that character. Like, I don't, I can't think of a celebrity or anything that I would cast in that role. Oh, Jesus Christ. Is this the part where you try and get yourself a part as Moon Knight on a Disney Plus series? Is this what you're doing right now? Are you trying to put yourself up for the role? Is that what's happening right now? Look. Be honest. Be honest with me. Yes. Andrew, we talked about this. We talked about this over and over. You can't use the podcast to get yourself a role on Disney+. I can Plus. use the podcast for whatever I want. Fine. You know what? Then I think I should be Moon Knight. How do you like that? That's bullshit. You like that? You couldn't be. You know why? Why? You're too short. Oh, fuck. God damn it. There's always something. <laughs> you look too much like Daniel Radcliffe. I do look too much like Daniel Radcliffe. Motherfucker. Fucker. All right, fine. You can be Moon Knight. They clearly need someone who's five foot nine. That one inch is very important. <laughs> In every regard. Very good. Let's move on from this. Please what else you got? Drag me out. Uh, Catwoman is pregnant. <laughs> oh my gosh! I almost brought this up, and I was like, "What are we gonna do? Talk about real comic book news?" <laughs> yeah, Catwoman. I just read this today yesterday something like that this just came out so tom king ended his run well it's your story do you want to talk about it or do you want just my i don't know anything it? about it I'm, I'm i'm actually out of things i just read that like yesterday and i was like what's happening what's going on okay so what's happening is tom king ended his very long run on batman and it was a great run if you it started with the very beginning of Rebirth when they relaunched all the DC series and has continued pretty much up until like three weeks ago. And it's a fantastic, beautiful run with a lot of really cool storylines in it, some of which are probably going to be your reading assignments. That being said, the one thing he did is he cultivated this romance between Catwoman and Batman, and they are actually married at this point in the comics, right before the end of his run, he got married to Catwoman. And so when Tom King ended his run, he's going to kind of just put a bow on his storyline between Catwoman and Batman with a miniseries that is entitled Batwoman and Catwoman. Or about, <laughs> Jesus. Batman and Catwoman. No, Batwoman and Catman. Fuck it. It's a totally two different characters. It's a weird thing that he's doing, but he'll pull it off. Batman and Catwoman. And apparently in it, this was just released with some actual art from the comic that, that Catwoman is pregnant, uh, which I'm very interested in. Batman already has one son in the series, and that's Damien. And so I'm actually interested to see, just because of that dynamic, 
how Damien reacts to having another actual heir to the throne of Batman. Also, I think it's interesting to finally have progression in this character. I think the one flaw that the character Batman kind of has is that he gets kind of stagnant. It's always, I'm so dark, I'm so brooding, I take it too far to the edge. Oh no, I have my bad family to take care of me and they'll bring me back. Oh no, I have to ignore my bad family because I'm too dark and I'm too brooding. I'm going to take it too far to the edge. So I think this is interesting. It's an interesting dynamic and that there's actual real, almost permanent forward momentum with the character. Um, So basically this is my way of saying like, if you're out there on the internet getting pissed about this, shut the hell up. I mean, for me, it's like, um, it's not out yet, right? Like it's not, it's, it hasn't even been released yet. No, it's not out yet. So who gives a shit? Like, I don't know. It's very strange to me. Like, if it was a trailer or something, if you saw, like, a series of panels that was showing you what the end issue was going to be about and what was happening and stuff like that, then you get an idea of, like, oh, okay, this isn't really going where I want it to go. But, like, to show a single silent still image and be upset about it, who gives a shit? Yeah, I mean, honestly, no, listen, I'm saying this, like... I have no idea if there's actual backlash on this or or not. So for all I know, everyone's like, yay, go for it. Basically, what I'm saying is that you're right. Like, we're only seeing a single panel. Tom King is also kind of an unconventional writer. He's actually, there's one arc in particular in his Batman run that is literally all like dream sequences and things like that. So for all we know, this isn't even real. You have no idea. So there could be that, and which I could totally see, not only because Tom King does that sort of thing, but also because he's doing a miniseries, and then something like Catwoman having a baby is going to have r- real implications on a lot of other storylines that are going to be going forward in other comics. So that's a big thing to kind of try and fit into the rest of the DCU. But I think this is an interesting addition, and it's about damn time we have something. It's an exciting time to actually read Batman because of things like this, that it's not just the same storyline. It's not the same song done in a different way. It's a brand new thing that we're seeing. It's a real forward momentum. It's a real change to the character, which is kind of cool. You said that you weren't aware of any backlash. Can I just read you one comment on this article that I have? Please. So here's what it says. Please do. I don't know why they keep doing these things. History say babies don't work in normal superhero comics. Not only they take the mother out of the equation for a while. Once born, no writer knows what to do with them. More often than not, they get erased in some continuity changing event or best case scenario. They are aged unnaturally fast, so they start being useful plot wise. Where are Power Girl's baby... Born literally during zero hour, Spider-Woman's baby, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones's baby, Tigress Scroll baby, Misty Knight's baby, and who knows how many others I don't even know about. All taken out of the equation one way or another because they're not actively useful until they grow up, which they can't because none of the main characters can be aged beyond utility. Catwoman herself has given birth to a child detective Slam Bradley's once already. They used the one year later event to skip her pregnancy and then one of the many crisis just swept the baby away. Even children get bothersome writing-wise once the novelty of their introduction wears off. Look at Robin and Superboy. They started at 10 years old each, and after a few years, they're now around 17, 16, 17. Pretty much the same happened to Franklin Richards, albeit after being five for decades. Of course, no one else aged that much. It probably won't be long before they're all quietly pushed into their 20s. 
wow, this person needs some sort of social life. Okay, <laughs> so how to address this? Don't. Fair listener. I think we don't. It's a fucking comic book. Listen, here's the thing. First of all, uh, as far as aging the, the, the child characters like Superboy and Damien Robin, yeah, they aged correctly. So in one regard, you were complaining because the children cause a problem because the main characters can't age at the proper rate. And yet now you're also complaining that the other characters did age at the proper rate. So first of all, make up your fucking mind. Secondly, whatever, man, like, let's see what happens. This is all the difference between Catwoman and Slam Bradley, who's like a D list character in the DCU. Um, and the, between that and Batman and Catwoman having a baby is huge. And the fact that they're introducing some, something like this, I'm actually talking more about this than I even care about. And you're right. Yeah, uh, you're absolutely I w- I would right. I should have listened to you first. I should just step away because this person just just needs to. I don't know. Yeah, this is a person talking about a 14-page picture book. Yep. This person, (laughs) whoever you are, listen, if you're listening, which you're probably not, but if you are, if you're listening, do me a favor for the next... I'll I'll tell you what, I'll even pause for you. I'll give you the time in the episode for you. Put your head down on your desk just for 30 seconds and just, just take a little, just take a little breather right here. Okay? Let's just take a moment. We're just going to rest. Just breathe for a little bit. Just take it in. Just breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. Just keep your head down on the... No, 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 no. Don't pick it up. Don't pick it up. Don't pick it up. Not yet. Not yet. Just keep your head down on your desk. There you go, bud. There you go. Okay. Now when you're ready, just bring your head up. Okay. Are you back with us? Hi. So let me introduce you. This is called reality. And this is what you're actually supposed to be living in. So, welcome aboard. Can we move on? I made a huge mistake. I made a huge mistake. I clicked on the username, and I can see all of the comments on all of the articles. And, uh... Oh my god. This is the only other one I want to bring up. Yeah. Which is, someone said... Uh, so they, it's an article about the first look at Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn and James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Oh boy. And uh, someone said, terrible idea to keep using the ter- same terrible design. She's just not Harley. Uh, I've no doubt this will be a better film than David Ayer's Suicide Squad, though. And this guy, the guy I clicked on, said, Suicide Squad isn't actually David a- Ayer's, Ayer's, whatever. But, oh well. And then the guy said, what are you on about? And someone else said, don't bother. There's a lot of things this guy doesn't get. And he says, yeah, like who the fuck invited you to the conversation? And then the guy says, just laughs, like puts a laughing emoji. And then the guy I clicked on says, whoa, hold you horses, man. No ill intentions. So he actually said that David Ayer didn't direct Suicide Squad? Is that what he's saying? I don't know what he's trying to say. But he says it's not his. No one does. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. And then he says, no who the fuck invited you? And then later says, I meant no ill intentions. Oh, boy. The internet's a funny place, isn't it? Nerds, man. Yeah, man. Nerds. I'll tell you what. So, this is a, I think this is the last thing I got, actually. We talked uh, about how 
the MCU could introduce mutants and the X-Men into the MCU uh, a couple episodes ago. It might have even been the last episode that we, that we put out, but um, rumor has it that they're going to actually do it in the Captain Marvel sequel. Oh. There's a rumor going around that one very big, uh, let's see, hold on. The Marvel president, Kevin Feige is lining up an X-Men character to be the villain in Captain Marvel 2. And the rumor is that that villain is going to be a major X-Men character, and that X-Men character will be Rogue. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that'd be great. Yes. So, yeah, that's actually really, I just wanted to get your opinion. Does this sound like a good villain for Captain Marvel? Yeah, I mean, that's uh, one of the, uh, sort of a plot of the cartoon X-Men there's an episode where you find out that the reason that Rogue has super strength and she can fly is because she got into a fight with Captain Marvel a long time ago. For anyone who doesn't know, Rogue in the X-Men, her power is that if she touches you, like, skin-to-skin contact, then she, like, sort of starts to absorb your life force temporarily. And it can cause, like, it can make people, like, super weak. It can put them in a lot of pain. Sounds uh, exactly like a woman, am I right? Jesus you know what I mean? Christ. <laughs> Got him. If you have a Got superpower him. of some kind, she absorbs your superpower as well. In the case of the cartoon, we find out that she had um, done this to Captain Marvel for so long that Captain Marvel slipped into a coma and didn't wake up and Rogue has her powers still, or some of them, uh, which were super strength and flying. And so that would be an interesting way to take that storyline and to introduce the X-Men. Do you think, if they do that, because I, I agree with you, I think that would be, as, as soon as I read this, I remember, because you had mentioned this episode of the animated series uh, a couple episodes back. I was thinking, do you think this is something that we end up seeing happen? Or do you think this is exposition, that this is a previous thing that happened where Rogue got her powers from grabbing Captain Marvel and sending her into a coma. And then Captain Marvel 2 is taking place sometime after that. Does that make sense? Like, is that a plot point in the middle of the movie or is this exposition going into the movie? So you're asking me if a movie called Captain Marvel 2 will feature the main character in a coma through the whole movie. No, no, no. I'm not saying for the whole movie. Sorry, I'm not saying that the movie would be the plot of that animated series. But I could see them doing it in the middle of it where, or even in the beginning, where for some reason Rogue grabs her and sends her into a coma. And that's kind of like our inciting incident. Or is this something that happened already before opening credits start? Is this something that happens before the start of the movie? Nah. I think that's something that would be like the last 10 minutes if they decide to do it. Mm. Like, I'm still hearing from people like I think Endgame is the best MCU movie so far. It's one of the best films I've ever seen. But a lot of people who aren't diehard fans who just sort of casually watch the movies, almost everyone I talk to who falls into that category is a bigger fan of Infinity War. And it's because they fucking lost their minds when the heroes lost. Right. You know, when they started seeing when they saw Spider-Man evaporate into dust and Black Panther. And so I think they're probably more likely to have Captain Marvel fight Rogue. And maybe at the end, Rogue wins and sends Carol Danvers into a coma. And I think that's more likely. Ooh, I actually would pay more money to see that one. So do that, Marvel. And like, Oscar winner Brie Larson has bigger fish to fry than Captain Marvel, frankly. Does she, though? Yes. What else does she have? Literally anything else she wants to do. She already has the Oscar. So what's it, what does she have to try for? 
Why is she even bothering you? Now? You know what? Good point. You got your trophy. Yeah. Now, now do the roller. The, what did the the roller? What did what did Scorsese call them? Amusement park movies. Yes. Did you almost say roller rink movie? I almost said roller coaster movies. Then I was like, no, that sounds like a compliment. Yeah, amusement park. It's like amusement parks. Which, by the way, did you see? I don't. I don't think I brought this up a few months ago. But did you see that Martin Scorsese's daughter apparently wrapped all of his Christmas gifts in Marvel wrapping paper? I don't believe that. I that sounds like something that you was a rumor it, that got out of control. There was a photo of it on Twitter. Yeah, you know what you can do with photos? Literally anything. Oh, you're telling me. You can shove them up your ass. Just if you don't believe me, just go to www.howtallistomcruise.org. That was not the name of the website. I couldn't remember it. It was like 10 minutes ago. What am I supposed to remember a bit from 10 minutes ago? What's Tom Cruise's height? Oh, Jesus. Can you just loop that in, too? There's a th- I'm going to need you to do a couple of ADRs on this one. All right? I'm sorry. What are you going to do? How much you paying me? You know what? That's the last story I had. Do you have anything else? Nope. That's it. Then we should wrap this up. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Andrew. <laughs> hey, Andrew. Hey, Andrew. I love you. I'm sorry. That was really rude. <laughs> <laughs> even I even I could go through with that whole bit without feeling bad for you. <laughs> Jesus. That was really rude. Uh no, but seriously, where can they find us? They can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music. You can also find us on SoundCloud.com slash the Media Lunch Break. You can send us a tweeter over at Twitter, uh, where our handle is at Media Lunch Break. I'm so sorry for that. No, you can also find no, us on Facebook. Every time now. You have to do it every time. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, youtube.com slash the media lunch break. You can go to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash the media lunch break, and uh, give us money. Um, I have not, I, every time we do this, I forget that I have not contacted your friend yet who has given us money, and I need to get in touch with her about where to send a mystery box. Oh, Maria? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, you can also go to our yes, website. The, the other tour guide. Yep. Yes, at uh, themedialunchbreak.com. Maria, if you're listening, it's coming. I promise. It's not. It's going to happen. I'm going to die. And then uh, you can also send us an email at themedialunchbreak at gmail.com. Thank you to Julie, who is still our our longest standing uh, patron. Thanks, Julie. And uh, that's it, I All think. Right. By the way, can I just ask a quick question? At what point do we start thanking other people? <laughs> do you think there's ever a time? Uh, when Julie dies. Okay, that's fair. That's a fair point. I really was just curious. All right, that's it, guys. And then it goes to the second one. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> that's it alright so well there was before there was no thing and guess what now there's a thing and that's that's always good is there uh, I mean there's some kind of a thing I'm not really sure what it is but I guess something is better than nothing it's like the thing it is like the thing It like you never quite know what it is or where it's gonna come from and what it's gonna do and eventually it hollows out your dog and then assumes its identity <laughs> Spoiler alert, I haven't seen that movie. I want to um, get you over here at some point oh. and do some stuff that I found on whatstomcruiseshight.com. First no, of all, uh, it's .org is the one that's the porn site, so fuck you for not knowing the bit. <laughs> Boom! Nailed it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. .organ. The, uh, I, I, we wanna, I wanna get you over here to test... We think we can do live streams, but we want to test that out. Okay, let's do it. Okay, we'll find... Uh, let me look at my schedule, and we'll find some time to go And then you it. can bring over whatever that stupid baby shit is you have for me. Oh, I do have all that stupid baby shit. Okay, I do have to bring that over. 
Yeah. It's funny because my eye was like, I'm just going to, I'll go to his office and give it to, to him. And Sarah was like, don't do that. Sarah was on your side is really what I'm trying to get at. Well, that's it. Are we going to hit? This is, we don't have a good, there's no, we're just petering out on this one. Listen, it can't all be gold, motherfuckers. All right. You know what? Sometimes we got to do a bad one. So that way, when we do a good one, you appreciate it more. All right. Because if it's good every single time, you're not going to get what's good and what's bad. And then you're just going to fall off the edge of the cliff. All right. So fuck you. How much wine have you had? I've had two glasses. Jesus Christ, Chris. I had a light dinner. (laughs) I don't drink wine a lot either, so it hits me. You know, like... How is the wine? It's good. It's actually really good. I mean, listen to this back to this episode and you'll know. Yeah, that's great. It was the cheapest one I could find. That's always the best. Listen, wine is like hookers, okay? The cheaper, the better. The cheaper it is, the more it burns.